God That You Don't Know Today podcast. I am your podcast host, Apostle and Pastor David Highsmith. This podcast is going to deal with a more progressive view of God and revelation. Scripture in its essence is forever unfolding and forever revealing, which is the work of the Holy Spirit. Likewise, when it comes to the knowledge and the ways of God, that also is revealed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says concerning Moses in Psalms 103 verse 7, Moses knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel only knew his acts. It is this revelation we speak about today on this podcast, the God that most people really don't know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Apostle and Pastor David Hasmith, and we just want to praise God on this beautiful Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we just come before your presence as we dedicate this this podcast to you, that your word will be magnified and glorified and exalted in all the earth. God, have your way. Move by your Holy Spirit. Let this be an instrument of righteousness for your name's sake. Use everybody that is invited on this podcast program in Jesus' name. May it be power-packing and impactful. To your glory and to your honor. In Jesus' name, be thou glorified, we pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah, everybody. I'm Apostle and Pastor David Hasmith, and I would like to just welcome you to the podcast, What You Don't Know About God Today. There's some things that you really need to know. And God wants you to know these things. This is why he raised up this podcast. And I want to introduce a guest to you. Uh, today, it's really not a guest, but my uh, co-host. Her name is Pastor Prophetess Michelle Hasmith. Prophetess Michelle Hasmith is co-founder of the Church of the True and Living God and also co-pastor of Transforming Church of Jesus Christ. She has also spoken the word of, of the Lord on television and on radio. Uh, Prophetess Michelle, we just want to welcome you here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I'm so happy to be here today. Thank Amen. You. Well, anything you would like to say to the viewing audience? I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I mean, this is just going to be a very impactful, impactful show for you to learn, for you to um, learn some things about God that you didn't know, as our podcast say. 
It's about the things the, that you don't know the about. The things you don't know about God, praise the Lord. Today. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a teaching. There's going to be some teaching moments. It's going to be such a beautiful learning. I mean, because we got to get in a place now where we got to get serious about God. And knowledge is powerful. When you get to learn of Jesus, you can do some things. You can defeat that enemy. You can bind that enemy. You can move within the spirit of God's being. You can, you can just, I mean, it's just so wonderful. It's just mm. so beautiful. And I'm just so excited mm. about this podcast. I am so excited because I love having teacher moments because I want people to learn about God. We have gotten so far away from the things of God as a people, even as Christians. So we got to come back. So this podcast, I hope and pray that you will, you know, enjoy it and tune in and and, and eat what you got to eat from it. Throw out the bone and just learn even the more of Amen. our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we got a lot to say. Yes, we do. And we're going to challenge people. Yes. We're going to challenge what you have been taught. We're going to ask you to expand your thinking about God. Yes. We got to grow. Got to grow. And grow is a stretching. It's a pulling apart that you may grow. You may have may have room to mature. And we're going to get into this. And I tell you, I'm excited. And I'm I know excited. you're going to you're going to yes. bring it. I know that. And I'm a, we want to start off. And I want to ask you this question. I want you to think about what I'm about to say. And I want the viewing audience to think about it too. Do you think that there is a misrepresentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ today? Do, do, do you think there's a misrepresentation? Those that are out here talking about God, they're speaking for God. Uh, they, they know everything about God and they're teaching and uh, what they call teaching and what they call preaching, which I question. But do you think that there's a misrepresentation of the gospel today? Of course it is. Why do you say that? Though? Because people got a tendency today, they, they're leaning on their own understanding when it comes to the things of God. People think that Walking this road in God is, is, is easy. But the Bible lets us know that narrow is the way. And there are but few that find it. You know, being a Christian is hard sometimes. You know, but, 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 but when you see it on today's shows and radios and, and scripts, and churches, it makes the gospel look easy. It makes the gospel look like it's fun. And this is why I think a lot of Christians get confused. Because as they're watching these, as you want to say, quote unquote, fun Christians, it makes it look like Christianity is easy. Why my life don't look like that? Why I can't serve God and have fun? Why does it seem like every time I serve God, Oh, evil, hell break loose. Evil, evil falls behind me. All hell breaks loose. It's kind of hard to serve God. I don't understand how come these fun Christians can have fun with God. But, but why is my portion got to be so hard? 
Why can't I serve God the way I want to serve God? Why can't I have fun serving God? Why I always got to be in a place where when I serve God, I feel like I got to suffer for serving him. Okay, now that's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother subject. So are you saying now, I just want to be clear. Are you saying that there is a misrepresentation of, of, of God today presented by preachers and teachers and psalmists and... Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, because when you think about it, even when you listen to some of the radio programs, and 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 this and they got certain segments. As I have traveled all over, and you know, you hear different uh, radio programs where they got a segment in there where they are playing Doctor Bishop, Apostle, Preacher, so and so and so. Hold on, hold on. You just said a mouthful. I I, I got to rewind. <laughs> Say that again. As I have traveled and I've listened to certain radio stations, there's always a segment in these radio programs that got Reverend Dr. Apostle, so-and-so, you know, these programs that make fun. They joke about these titles and these and, and about the church and the things of God. And I don't think, me personally, I don't think that is funny. Oh, you casting down strongholds right now. I don't think Hold that on, is funny. Michelle. Hold on, the prophetess. Ugh. Now, 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 you you messing with some <laughs> high-powered people here okay. that's that's known in the R&B world, that's known all around the world. Okay. Everybody know their names. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you invading on their radio programs now. Are you saying today? Today. On God's Sunday? Yes. That they are out of line? They're out of order. Good God Almighty. Did you hear that radio audience? They are out of order. I, I I just don't know who, who that that's you said some powerful stuff. Hold on. Oh my God. Oh, everybody seemed to agree with you. You you just can't play with the holy things of God. And this is why I think the misrepresentation come. Because people make the gospel serving God look easy. Everybody can't be Paul. Everybody can't be John. Everybody can't be Apostle John, Apostle Paul. Everybody can't be the disciples. Everybody can't be Mother Mary. I mean, and so many other Bible Bible figures. It's a hard walk. It's hard. Everybody can't be King David. People have to suffer for Christ's sake. But people make it, and I'm not saying the holy, that, that Christianity is gloom and doom. No, we can have fun in the body of Christ. Amen. We can have fun, but not to the extent where it becomes to a point of disrespect. But let me chime in here for a minute. I want to piggyback on some of that. I believe, as an apostle in the body of Christ, I do believe that there is a misrepresentation. And what what I'm about to say, I know it's going to shock a lot of you, but I want you to digest. I want you to regurgitate on what I'm about to say. I think there's too many preachers in the world. Oh, yes. Yeah, I said it. Mm -hmm. I said it because you got all of these people that are not called Mm-hmm. That are not anointed to handle such holy things today. And they are here teaching this and that and this and that and this and that. And living this kind of way and that kind of way and this kind of way and that kind of way. 
Mm-hmm. It's too many. They in the way. Yes. This is why, especially in the African American community here in America, you got all of these storefront churches. You know why? You got all because everybody want to be the pastor. Everybody want to be the apostle. Everybody want to be the Indian chief. Mm-hmm. That's true. And the body cannot come together and unite and work together in for the kingdom of God. But they are all broken up and divided. But yet when they go to the white churches or the European churches, they, they, those people work together. They got the big edifices and they got everything in there. I mean, it just looked glorious. It almost looked like heaven came down to earth. Amen. Apostle. It does, it does. Prophetess. It, it, it looks, they got all the amenities and people like that, especially black people that's leaving the black church and going into the white church because they feel like that the white church has it together because there's, there's too many, as we say, an old saying, too many Indian chiefs. Many Everybody wants to be the, the, the head honcho. They want to be the person in charge, but they don't have the anointing of God. They haven't been called of God. Yes, they've been called unto salvation. Yes, they've been called unto serving the Lord. But God got to anoint you and call you and appoint you to handling the holy words of God just as much as certain ones had to handle the tabernacle. Amen. Amen. The holies of holies. You just didn't handle the tabernacle of God any kind of way. The Ark of the Covenant. Those hands had to be chosen. Mm -hmm. Those hands had to be clean. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I agree with you 100%. And I, I'm so glad that you talked about all the joking and playing. Listen, the word of God is a holy word. Mm -hmm. It's a sacred word. But let, me, let, let me say something right quick. As you were saying about people funning and, and, and joking in too many churches, isn't it ironic? That with all of these churches that we have, especially in the black community, we got so much. We got more strife than anything. More killings. Why nobody's getting the message out? Why are we killing? Why are, why are black babies being killed by one another? Because let me let me answer that. Why why I'm th because. You know, some people come into a gospel message and they and they say, is there a word from the Lord? Mm -hmm. Well, there is a word, but sometimes God got to silence the multitude so he can get a word in. Because basically what people are doing is just re recycling the same thing. But if he's the same, if he's the God of yesterday, today and forever, is he not a God that got a, a, a fresh word today? And, I ain't, and that word ain't got nothing to do with you getting a new car. Mm -hmm. That's true. That word ain't got nothing to do with what God going to do for me. Because that's all that's all these these uh, fake prophets mm -hmm. get out here and say, well, 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 uh, well, well, is there a word from the Lord for me? Because they feel like this is what's going to draw the people. If I tell you, you're going to get a new house, a new car, a new job, money coming in the mail, that's supposed to draw you and endear you to them, not unto God. But they have but the people that's endearing themselves. Got an expectancy from God. 
You know, and if that prophet is not, or prophetess is not telling the truth, and God didn't put that up in their mouth, but they just trying to use those words as a consolation, as as a, as as a as meant to console these people. God, you don't have to put a pacifier in their mouth. Maybe God is chastising them. But see, a lot of these uh, uh, preachers and, and, and pastors and these prophetess and prophets, they want to put pacifiers in people's mouth and tell them, well, God going to do this for you. God going to do that for you. When in actuality, God ain't said nothing. God ain't said anything to, about that. God may be pruning them. God may be getting them right. God may be maturing them. Because you're not going to cry like a baby in God's ear and don't expect God to chastise you just like a mother chastised a child. And say, so you, better, you better shut that fuss up. You want to whine and kick and cry and whoop and expect God to respond to, to that childishness? But yet you want to be mature in other areas, but you want to act like a child when it comes to the things of God. That's why I say it's too many. It's too, it's too, many, it's too many pastors. It's too many teachers. It's too many apostles. Too many prophets. And when I was on the radio, and you will recall this, we was on the radio in Hampton Roads, Virginia. I had preached a message on air for about 30 to 45 minutes. After I finished preaching, we took phone calls and one man called in and say, Pastor, I, I, I need a word from God. Can you give me a word from God? I said to him, didn't I just preach on the radio for about 30 to 45 minutes? That, that is your word. God wants you to pay attention to what I have just spoken to you and walk therein. So when we got off the air, one of the uh, gentlemen that worked the radio station, whom also was a pastor, he came up to me. And he said, thank you. He said, apostle, he used to call me doctor all the time. Thank you, doctor. I said, what are you thanking me for? He said, man, thank you for telling him what you just told him, because they put pressure on us. They asked us, is there a word from God? And immediately we are tempted to tell them a lie. Mm. Because it, it, we don't want them to think that we are not anointed. I'm telling every preacher right now, I'm telling every teacher, every uh, true apostle, true prophet, teacher, evangelist, you are, you are ordained to preach the truth. Don't you tell them people no, no, false, no falsehood about what God said if God didn't say it. Don't you prophesy. Come on, Don't prophesy, because you're going to be held accountable for what you say. Mm -hmm. If you're going to represent God, you represent God correctly. If God didn't give you a word for somebody else, then don't you make up no, no false prophecy. Mm -hmm. Be like that man that, that time when we were pastoring in Northern Virginia, and he had been to a revival, and... Uh, he was already known to be a, a, a crazy, a kind of a loose cannon in the, in the town we were in. And he was heading to fight the evangelist because the evangelist at a revival told him that he was going to receive a check in the mail this week where the week had passed. And guess what? He didn't receive no check. Yep. Heading to fighting. This young man would fight the pastor. I mean, the evangelist. Because yeah. I seen him 
Go after his his own pastor. Yeah, he would do that. He was a loose cannon. Loose. You can't you can't play with people like that. Mm-mm. You can't you cannot proffer lie. Cause and think God gonna do it just because you said it. <laughs> it don't work like that. Nope, put the onus on God. Listen, there's a misrepresentation today, and let me get back to that joking. People get up here and they have these radio programs and. And they call themselves, I guess, educating the people by trying to make the gospel fun. Mm-hmm. The gospel ain't fun. The gospel is real. It's real. It was real life. It was people that decided to walk with God. And because of this decision to walk with God, Satan came after them. Some of them were, were martyred, killed, bloodshed because of their stance with God. They, they, the blessed look cursed. We know a lot about that. Oh, yes, indeed. When you decide to walk with God and, and things don't go your way because you are, you are in that place, in that walk with God where you are being tested. Mm-hmm. Your, your walk is being tested. God is looking at you and seeing how you're going to handle this situation without him intervening. He's watching. Mm-hmm. He's watching his son. He's watching his daughter. If you be that. Mm. If you be that. And sometimes Satan coming at them because these people said, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Uh huh. And Satan take that very seriously, uh-huh. especially if he knows you. Yes, yes, indeed. Especially if he heard something about you. Maybe God was talking talking about you like he was talking about Job. Job ain't the only son God got. Job ain't the only one that God sing praises uh, to. That Satan hear what he's saying about that person. He wants to come and see is you all that. And what the world say? What they they say in the world? uh, You ain't about that life. Huh? <laughs> Am I right about it? That's Am I right about a, a prophetess? Yeah. You ain't about that life. Satan want to see you about that life that you talking about. Yes, indeed. And so when these people, prophetess, they get up here and they take the word of God, they take a story out of the Bible and they want to make it humorous. They want to play with it. This is the word of God. And they only do that in Christianity. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Islam don't do that. Judaism don't do that. Only in Christianity do folk feel like anybody can just jump up, handle the word of God. And I've had people that I done been, I done got my master's degree in biblical theology. And I have, I have somebody sit right there and argue with me the scriptures like they done studied it. Just because they done made a few Bible studies. Come on, come on. Prophets don't laugh, man. Don't don't laugh, prophets. But it's true. Yeah, yeah. They want to sit there and argue with me the scriptures that they have not dedicated their lives to follow as a disciple of the Lord, whether it be male or female. And these people get up here and they take these stories and they joking about it. I said to him, I shake my head. You, 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 you playing with the Holy Scriptures. And you should know better because some of these people call themselves, although they have a successful gospel uh, uh, music, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gospel music career. Yeah. But sometimes I think money give people a sense of cockiness. 
You know, they, it make people feel like I can save these things. I got money. My money is going to protect me. My money is going to, you know, put, put, this, put this bubble around me so I can save these things. Because they feel like God is the one that gave them that money. So therefore, they're entitled to say some things. They're entitled to joke about some things. They're entitled, period. And so they think that they can just say all of these jokes about the things of God and feel like, you know, hey, I got that right because I got money and I can do that. You know, they, they just have that fear is gone. They don't have that fear, that, that reverence, that reverence for God. You know, that reverence for God is, is, is faded away. I mean, people do so many things now. I mean, back in our day, <laughs> I mean, going to church as a child in the 60s and 70s, I mean, it's like, really? I mean, people would, I mean, you, you couldn't even talk in church, let alone play. When they came to that sanctuary, you better make sure you went to the bathroom before the preacher got up. Uh-oh. You better make sure that, that, that you sit somewhere because I tell you, you can sit in church and play if you want to. Not only was you going to get the eyes from the mothers of the church, but when you got home, you was going to get tore up because you don't play in God's house because it was a sacred time. Even when it came to the older people back in the day when our parents would make you turn the uh, 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 lights out and sit down when it was thundering and lightning. You don't play with God, you don't talk on no phone because the work of the Lord, they say, is going on. You turn the lights out, you get somewhere and sit down and be quiet until, until this thunderstorm pass. But we have gotten so comfortable and we feel like God, God... You know, God ain't going to do nothing to me because we have sat back and not we, but so many people have mm -hmm. sat back and, and played with God. And they have tried to tip the Lord that God to try to provoke him to anger just so they could get a reaction from him. But they better thank God that God is slow to anger because if they did or was trying to get a reaction from God, I don't think they'd be ready for it. Mm -mm. He said, don't provoke, don't provoke God. To anger. Don't provoke him to anger. Because mm. you, you ain't going to be ready for it. So just because you think you shrouded with this, with this monetary image and everybody know who you are. But do God know who you are? That's another subject. That's another subject. And we're going to come. We're not going to tap on that one today. But we are going to come back to that. <laughs> okay. We're going to have another subject coming up. Does, does God love everybody? But before we get into that, we're going to take a little break. But we're going to come back to that. Amen? Amen. There is a sweet in this
Hallelujah. God is here. And we just love him. Oh, we love the Lord. That's why we're here. We're here because he is here. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, speak to your people today. Have your way, God. Have your way. Be thou glorified, we pray. In Yeshua Hamashiach's name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is so good. All the time. God is so good. Yes, prophets. He is. He's so good. He's an amazing God. Well, let's 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 take this conversation a little further. Let's 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 stretch people's minds. Okay. Does God love everybody? I mean, if you want me to, I can I can start. That's a good question, but I really don't think it's the most proper question. It's a good question. And the answer is certainly yes. But that's not the question today. And that's all I heard people, people, I've, I've been to churches and people uh, so-called prophesying. And, oh, Jesus Christ, he's crying for you to come, oh, come, come. God ain't sitting there crying for everybody like that. The question is not if God loved everybody. God proved that on Calvary for the Bible says in John 3, 16. Which we have learned from our childhood, but nevertheless, that does not take away from the impact of the truth of the scripture. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son, verse 17, into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. The question is not if God loved everybody. The question is, do you love him? Hey, come on now. God have already proven that. God has already proven that. But the question is, do you love him? Yes, as I was reading in, Romans uh, 9, starting at the 13th verse, and it says, Just as it is written, Jacob I love, but Esau I hate it. Mm-mm. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, Mm. and he hardens whom he wants to harden. Mm. Good God Almighty. That's a powerful scripture. Yes, it is. Because within that scripture that you just read lies the sovereignty of God. See, people think that God got to love you. God got to forgive you. God got to, God to, God to, God to, God to, God to, God God ain't got to do nothing. Amen. Do you know that he's high and lifted up? High and lifted up. He's not just a a king. Mm Mm-mm. He's God. He's king. sovereign. Yes, sovereign God king. That means he makes laws and he can 
make laws disappear and rewrite those laws if he wants to. He could do whatever he wants because he's God. He's the Almighty. He's the Most High. Yes, sovereign God. And just because he lowered himself through coming in here in the, in the body of a flesh, mm-hmm. Jesus, don't think he ain't a big and mighty God. Just because he allowed, he let himself die. Mm-hmm. And be humiliated. Mm-hmm. He says he despised the cross. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to be embarrassed, Mm-mm. made an open shame. But he humbled himself. Oh God Almighty! Yes, he did. Come on now. He even—I mean, he Satan didn't even know what he was up to. Satan probably even expected him to do something on the cross. Mm. To do something when he provoked uh, 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 them to grab him and the Judas to betray him. And the Roman soldiers grab him. Satan even probably expected Jesus to do something. Mm. Knowing that Jesus had angels ready in formation. (laughs) Come on now. Come on. All he had to do was look a certain way and they would understand. Think think something and they would come running, flying, whatever it took. Mm. Pastor, prophetess, God is, is, God ain't got to do nothing. Mm-mm. Because I know many speak for him, but I, I'm, I'm, I think people going to really, as we say in our community, trip out when they actually see God and he could speak for himself. Mm-hmm. What you think he's going to say, he might not say. When he could speak for himself, and you sitting there not uh, terrified, because when the Bible tells us that when 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 great men and women of God have seen angels, they they tremble and faint in the presence of angels. What do you think you're gonna do in the presence of the Almighty? Come on now, come on. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But people, I'm just here to say I don't think God tore up over everybody Mm-mm-mm. because see, God tests people. Free the, when God gave the gift of free will, that is the a most powerful gift that He gave man. Come on now, and with that free will, you can do or don't do. And God sit back and He give this gift to humanity, and He sit back and say, "Okay, I'm going to see what you're going to do with it." God don't always put Himself in the position of no. Sometimes He put in his, Himself in the position. Of, I want to wait and see. Mm. What they do. Come on now. And people and God touch people hearts all the time, prophetess. And he'll tell a soul to do this and, and, and tell another soul to do that. But when it comes down to it, they don't get the work done. And what do they say? Well, God know my heart. <laughs> well, indeed, God do know your heart. Come on now. And he know that you will never do what he tell you to do. Mm-hmm. You always find a reason not to do what he told you to do. Come on now. And then people want, want God to just love you just because. You got to give, you just like in a human relationship, you got to give somebody something to love. Yeah, because people are always looking for a pass from God. They're always looking for a pass. You know, people always expect God to just go ahead on and, and, and just make sure that, you know, whatever, whatever they say, 
God's supposed to say, well, okay, that's okay. God's supposed to always dumb it down everything for you. Because you don't want to sit there and do what's right. God got to sit there and dumb it down. And <laughs> I can't believe you said yes. that. Yes. Yes, I said it. Dummy. Dummy down. Yeah, he's supposed to dumb it down everything for you. Just to give you a pass. Just to, just to uh, uh, help your conscience feel clear. God ain't going to keep uh, uh, addressing your conscience. When he keep on keep telling you, I mean, if you're no longer a babe in Christ and you think you want to sit there and argue with scholars because you went through a Bible study or two or maybe a conference, then you think you're ready for the big league. You want to be, you want to be ready for the big league when it's something that you can argue about and debate on. But when it comes time to doing the deed that God has asked you to do, you can't perform it. You quick to say, God know my heart. You quick to say you ain't got time. But you'll sit at that desk all night long working for your boss. You'll find time. But when it comes to the things of God, you ain't got no time. But yet you want God to love you and everything about you. Give God, you got to give God something to love. Mm. My God. You got to give God something to love. And I agree with that. Because, listen, it's just like when people talk about favor. People often say, and I know many of our podcast uh, viewers have heard people say, oh, favor, favor, favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. Favor is fair. Mm -hmm. God gives favor because people have shown to God that they are everything God thought they were in a good sense. They will get up and pray. They will seek the Lord. They will, they will always keep God's word in their heart and try to walk back. Mm -hmm. And if they do fall in sin, they'll repent, mm -hmm. get up and turn and, and seek to please God. They will be faithful. Even, even when, 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 when God is uh, pouring out blessings and when God shut it off and he want to see how you react to him when, when trials and tribulations come and you still continue to be faithful to God. Mm -hmm. And when you continue to show God that you love him, no matter what he do for you, no matter what befalls you, you still there. You, you may not understand you may get up a little angry, may a little, get a little upset, cry, but you still continue to walk with God. Mm -hmm. That brings favor. Yes, it does. Because that's, that's what we call a walk. You walk with God. Mm -hmm. And in walking with him, you don't do like the 70 disciples did that the Bible says mm -hmm. that when Jesus offended them, when he said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. They didn't like that kind of talking. Mm -hmm. They didn't like that, along with the Pharisees and Sadducees. But, but Jesus expect them to act like that in the scribes. Mm -hmm. But the 70, they got offended with Jesus. And, and the Bible says that they walk with him no, no more. Amen. But, but when you get favor from God, it's when, you, when, when God watch your life. And you have earned this uh, according to the master. And God bless you. He bless you. Mm -hmm. He don't bless them. He bless you in this way. 
You got favor. Not all y'all got favor. You got favor with God. And that favor you have can spill over on others as you pray for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. And they may think it's God blessing them, but actually God is blessing you because you got favor and because you care for them. So God have mercy on them. Mm-hmm. This is the walk. This is the favor of God to come through your, your faithful walk, mm-hmm. not your disobedient walk. Which takes us to Job for an example. You know, God told Job, I'm a, I will, you pray for your friends, and I'll, I'll, I'll give the blessing because of your prayer. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. When Job's friends falsely accused him, what you do, man? You must have made God mad. They, 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 they railing all these accusations against Job, not even knowing the story. Not even knowing anything, but they just making the assumption because they were still blessed. So they start walking around and 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 having their own way and life good good for them. Uh huh. So they feel like the life that God had touched in Job, the, the life that God touched concerning Job. They feel like, oh, surely Job fell by the wayside. Job must have sinned somewhere in his life for all of this stuff to befall him. Because people try to get in God's business. They don't even know the story. But they try to get in God's business. You know, trying to figure stuff out. What you do. Where you seeing that? Well, where you seeing that? Come on, preacher. You're because your time ain't right now. At the same time that that person might be going through. That don't mean that your time ain't coming. Life is equal opportunity. Testing is equal opportunity. And God let Job know. I will honor your prayer, Job. You pray for them. I ain't trying to hear them. Because they don't even know what they're talking about. People, people grab the bull by the horns and ride them the wrong way. Mm. Thinking that they know what God is all about. If you ain't sit down and sup with God. And you ain't sit down and say, Lord, what is it? What's going on? But see, some people don't want to know because they don't really want to know. They don't want to know the story. They don't want to know the things of what's really going on with somebody. All people want to do is say, oh, I prayed. I prayed for you. Did you really? Or you just want, you want to say that you prayed now because you see me coming out of it. Did you really pray for me? When I was going through and I was in it. In the thick of it all, did you really pray for me? Or now that you see me coming out of it, and you see that I survived what I detested the things I had to go through, now you want to claim that you prayed for me? Well, let me ask you a question. And this is going to lead into our, probably the final question we're going to talk about today. And I, and I want you to really think on this for a moment. Do God know everybody? Now, now before you answer, let me let me let me let me play with it for a minute. I want I, want, I know the the simple answer and the quick answer is of course because God knows everything. But I want to take it a little deeper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, remember what you don't know about God today. Mm-hmm. We want people to learn some things today. And I don't altogether know what you're going to say yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I know I'm going to get it. 
We're going we gonna to hear what you got to say. But is it okay we take just a quick yes, yes, quick break? We're going we gonna to take just one quick break, and then we're going to come back to that, okay? Hallelujah. Yes, he is holy. Holy God. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. A holy God. And we got to know he holy and treat him like he holy and live holy so we can glorify his name. Yes. Amen. All right, Pastor. Getting back to the question. Does God know everybody? What do you think? I feel... That if you haven't been tested, God knows all of us. He even knows the number of hairs on our heads, as scripture tells us. But if you haven't been tested, for example, like Abraham, you got to you have to be tested for God to really know you. You got to be, you got, I feel that God got to say in your life, over your life, now I know. When you when God say, now I know. Like he told Abraham, you, get, you, you are willing to sacrifice your only son. Although we knew 
uh, Ishmael was born, but 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 Isaac was the son. He was the promised son. Mm. So that's why God say your only son, because mm-hmm. Isaac was that. the promised son. You preaching now? You preaching? You know. So when God say. I don't want you to lay a hand on him because now I know. I know that you fear me. And that's what I'm saying. That's when God decides to, to put what he know aside and see what you're going to do. Right, what, right. What power does God have that he can stop himself from just jumping ahead into the future and just want to walk with you where you are today? Yes, because he's told, like, he's, like I said, like he told Abraham, now I know you feel me and I know, I know you won't, withhold, you won't withhold any good thing from me. My God. Meaning that you ain't going to give me your sloppy seconds. My God. You're not going to withhold. You, you're willing to give me your only son. Now I know. Hold on. Hold on now. Hold, God, God almighty. Did you know what you just said? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. You got to say that one more time. We just can't let that be a fleeing moment. As I said, God got to say, now I know. Because mm, 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 mm. there's so many people that even God has shown me. And I have told you as a prophet that God have told people to give something unto our ministry. When we was going through our struggle. We was going through our struggles. And God and God showed me the people who he touched and told them to share. Because God want they see see when people go in their prayer closet and they ask God for stuff. They got all the basic necessities, but they want to go a step beyond. I want to be able to give me a newer house, Father. I got three bedrooms already. I want five bedrooms now. Mm-hmm. Lord, I already got a nice car, but I want to be able to get me a brand newer car. And when they go into these secret places and, and these secret closets and they, and they, and they write, give these petitions and make their petitions out unto God, mm-hmm. God said, well, okay, you asking me to do something for you. Now I want you to do something for me. And then God may ask you, that, that couple over there, the high smells, they had a whole lot. They were very comfortable, wealthy people. But I tested them. And they let me have what I tested them on. And they lost, yeah, they did. But I want you to go and just bless their hand for a minute. And then, and then the people start to hem and horn unto God. And God might have said, give a hundred, and they want to they want to get well, I get 10% of that hundred. I give them ten dollars. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, God don't know you because you ain't did what thus saith the Lord. God told Abraham, I now I know because you fear me. Mm-hmm. You say me. you're gonna serve me, but now I know. Right, now I really know. Because it go beyond your yes. Yes. It goes beyond your yes. It goes beyond you saying, Lord, for God I live and for God I die. But when God start to test you in what you just said, mm-hmm. 
and that thing become real. Then you want to sit there and, 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 and want to rewrite the you want to rewrite the test. You want to rewrite the test that God asked you to do. You want to set the terms of your blessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just want God to bless you and, and, and say, and you want to just say, well, okay, I, I give him, Lord, here we go again. You, you know my heart. Lord, you know my heart. You, Lord, 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 you already know I'm saving for a house. Lord, you already know I'm saving for my damn payment because, Lord, I know, I, I know I'm asking you because I know you're going to bless me with these things that I'm asking so you I'm gonna for. So I'm going to put this, I need to put this uh, $350 away a month. And if you call me to give 150 or 200 then that's going to mess up how I want it's to. It's going to mess up my budget, yeah. my, my savings that uh -huh. I want to do to, 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 to put that. But yet you're going to a great big guy asking God to do, a, do something great for you. Mm -hmm. But you can't do anything for his servant that mm -hmm. he asked you to bless. Not realizing that God can make... Turn around and make the bank or whoever uh, make the down payment lower. What you gave that guy asked you to give, you might not even have to put no down payment. All that money that you call yourself saving up can become some something that you might be able to buy some brand new furniture with. Because then you don't need no down payment. You just don't know how God going to work that thing out. Right. But God told Abraham, now I know. So if people haven't been tested... To the place where God can say, now I know who you are. Now I know what you will and won't do. I, 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 don't, I can't really say God know everybody. But mm. I don't know if God can say that he know you in that way. Wow. That's interesting that you would choose that scripture to validate what you just said. I, I, I don't think God know everybody. No, it's just, it's just, let me say this right quick. Apostle, another thing, like, for example, the wine and sing this song. Who would have thought I would have got would have gotten to know God this way? Mm -hmm. We think we know God, but we don't know God until we go through. So the same way that we think we know God until we go through. We can't say God good and we don't know how good he's been. Mm -hmm. You got to go through something to realize that God is good. Right, because in your walk, you're going to learn God. Just like he's going to learn you. Hello. And this is the beauty of God putting his spirit into man. Bam. Made in his image and after his likeness. Hello. Come on now. Come oh on, Apostle. God. No, I don't believe God nor. I agree with you. I do not believe that God nor everybody. But I want to go in a different direction okay. if you don't mind. I'm going to use two scriptures. One of them I'm going to use coming out of Acts. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to read it all, and, and, I, and I challenge the podcast audience to go back and read it. But I want you to read Acts chapter 19. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting story there. In Acts chapter 19, uh, around verse 14, I'll read a little bit of it. it says, and there were seven sons, one named Sceva, mm -hmm. a Jew, and the chief of, of priests. Which mm -hmm. did so. It says, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus. Well, hold on. Let me go back up. Mm -hmm. uh, verse. Let me go back to verse 13. Mm -hmm. Then a, then certain of the vagabond Jews exercise took upon. Baby, read that for me. In okay. Acts chapter, because I'm, I'm getting too far from the mic. Okay. Acts 
chapter 19, verse. Okay, I'm reading, I'm reading from the NIV. Okay, we'll start at verse 13. Okay, the NIV reads like this. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about. But who are you? Stop right there. Hey, God Almighty. Hey, God. These, these spirit beings, as we call them in Scripture, these particular evil spirits, they watch these men going to try to play church. Mm-hmm. They played church. They they don't watch Jesus, and Jesus is now gone. Mm-hmm. They have continued to watch another apostle that was raised up, uh, Apostle Paul, which is some say apostle born out of season because he wasn't a part of the original twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Paul came around, Jesus was gone. He had already been crucified and raised from the dead. So they've been watching this, the church for a long time. Because now Paul, they mentioned the apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. And the demons said to, to them, they say, we noticed that you, you mentioned two people named that we also know. Jesus we know. Uh-huh. Yes. We know him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, do we know him. <laughs> You know, shivering, I'm sure they were trembling in the, in the boots when, when they even said Jesus in their mouths, the mouth of the devil, mm. said Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every, every tongue, tongue shall confess. Yes. Even demons' tongue is going to ah, confess. They trembling. Come on now. They say Jesus we know and Paul we know. But who are you come on now who are you demons want to know who you are if you such if you such a powerful come on saint come on if you such a mighty man of valor yes, yes. a mighty prophetess of god mm-hmm. why they don't know you <laughs> good question why they don't know you haven't been tested why you can't cast out a devil in front of everybody they say Lester Summerall, mighty man of God, dead and gone now. They say that over there in, I think it was the Philippines, said it was a demon-possessed girl that they put in jail. Say every time that this, 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 the demons that was possessing this girl would throw her up against the wall, have her stuck on the wall, and take his nails and scratch her back. And open wounds, and you could see it through her garments. Mm. They say that all kinds of men, supposedly men and women and and, and witches and different uh, uh, spiritual people would go, and the demon would tell all of them, "You're gonna die in a day. You're gonna die in two days. You're gonna die by weeks in." And it happened to all of them. That demon had power. Mm. Lester Summerall went up there and he was a he was the real deal. Come on. And he went out and he cursed that devil, commanded 
wouldn't let it speak. Bind his tongue. Hey. And cast that devil out of her. Jesus, we know. Come on now. Paul, we know. Yes. But who are you? Now, mm-hmm. go, go to Matthew. Okay. And that was said out of the mouth of a, a devil. Mm. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. Okay. Start reading for me around verse 21. And I'm glad you got the NIV because sometimes the King James Bible can distort things mm-hmm. without reading fluently. Okay. Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the Hold kingdom. Hold on. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus talking. Okay. Read it again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers. Did you just did you just hear that? Yes, I did. We just read that devils can say, uh, "I don't know you." And here, and that, and that was, and that was, and that was Matthew in Acts. 7, no, Acts nineteen, uh-huh. when the demon right, said that. Right, right, exactly. The demon said, "Jesus, we know." Paul, we right. know, but we don't know you. We don't know you. And here you got Jesus saying in Acts chapter 7, depart from me, for I never, Matthew chapter 7, for I never knew you. Yes. You said it earlier, but you didn't stay there. Mm-hmm. God don't know you unless you Stand out from the rest. Yes. Yeah. He God. He he know he know that you exist because he he gave power for creation to take place on the earth. Mm-hmm. The angels, because God don't have to get off the throne and do everything. I know that's a shock. Yeah, <laughs> the angels have charge. But but God have given angels charge, yes, and He got a is. whole lot of them. They're yes. different ranks and orders of yes. angels, yes. and and they they take account of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. God ain't got to. Get off his throne and Mm-mm. and just sit back and be a computer for everybody. Mm-mm. Angels do that. So yeah. he yeah he know I'm in the hairs on your head and and the angels I'm sure give a report on you mm-hmm. if they even know you. Mm-hmm. But unless you stand out, a prophetess, a mm-hmm. unless you stand out mm-hmm. and and with your faith, with your trust. With your love, we, we, we say something around here that we pledge our life, our love, our loyalty, our allegiance, our obedience, our faith, our trust, our worship, our praise, and our homage to God. Mm, come on. Let me, can I say that one more time? Yes. We pledge our life, our love, our loyalty, our allegiance, our worship, our praise, our homage, our obedience to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our worship and our praise. Mm-hmm. We praise. We we we. And until you stand out, as God watch you, your faithfulness and obedience, your faithfulness and prayer, mm-hmm. your your faithfulness and love. 
The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but love. Mm -hmm. Your faithfulness in, in working. Some of you are in the church. You're not working for God. You're working for the pastor. You're working for the pastor's attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You 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 working so you can get promoted. Mm -hmm. But how about doing it for God? How about doing it when no one know that you did it? Mm -hmm. Or when no one's looking. When no one's looking. Because mm -hmm. God's watching. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, I never knew you. In other words, these men apparently did something openly. They said, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we said. not do many mighty works? You did miracles in your miracles. name. Miracles. Yes. Did miracles in your name. Jesus said, but I never knew you. You, you did all that for you. You mm -hmm. did all that for, for, for everybody that was watching. Mm -hmm. You did that for self-glorification. Mm. You did that because you wanted to. And you and I, we witnessed this. We had, we had, if, if you remember, uh, pastor, when, when we were had the church of the true and living God, we was over there and, 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 and people wanted to do certain things, but they didn't want to commit to anything. Mm -hmm. They want to do it when they want to do it, how they want to do it, the way they want to do it, if they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And they thought that because when they decided to do something, that was going to be acceptable to God and to us. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't commit to the work of the ministry. They wouldn't commit to God. They wouldn't commit to the church. They just wanted to be a, a long ranger. They want to do what they want to do when they wanted to do it. Well, apparently that's what these guys did. They prophesied. They, they cast out devils, did many, many mighty works, they say. This is what they say it. But you know, Jesus didn't say they did those mm -hmm. things. That's what they say they That's did. That's what they said they did. Jesus, I never knew you. If you want to be known by God, mm -hmm. the Bible says, seek him and you shall find him. Mm -hmm. But you got to seek him with your whole heart. Seek him with your life. God got to be on your mind. All the time. God got to be on your mind when you do wrong. You got, you, you got to think and say, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God got to be intertwined in, dwell within you. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit dwells within. Mm -hmm. Which is conviction. When you got a when you got a a God a, a God like likeness about you, and you want to, you know, this God image, there's gonna be conviction. You know when you do wrong. You you already know. Because that conviction comes immediately. It don't wait. You will be chastised immediately. That's what conviction does. Amen. Well, does God know everybody? No. But if you want to be known by God, you can. That's the good news. That's the good news. The good news is you can. Seek him. Seek the Lord and he will be found by you. Yes, he will. Look for him. Pray to him. Call out his name. Call on his name. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be, shall be saved. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about salvation from uh, hell to uh, heaven. I'm talking about God in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. a, a very present help in the time of trouble. A very present help in good times. Mm-hmm. 
God just don't want to show up when you got trouble. God, God is there always, but are you there? Again, as we said earlier, it's not about if God loves you. It's about do you love him? Do you love him? Seek him. Seek him. Mm -hmm. Seek him. Well, I'll tell you, prophetess, I, I sure enjoyed this broadcast <laughs> with you today. I tell you, it's been such a tremendous blessing. Yes. I love that. God is my favorite conversation. <laughs> Mine too. And I tell you, the, the podcast audience, listen, come join us. We're going to be here every Sunday. And uh, if you will show up and, 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 and come on in and, and, and watch and listen to the program, I'm telling you, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to learn some things from us and the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that revealed these truths in our walk, in our walk, in our walk. And yes, we have studied the word of God. We've been to seminary and different things and done uh, ministered on every platform that you can imagine. But I tell you, you're going to learn some wonderful things. It's going to stretch you. It's going to make you have a broader uh, a thought process about God. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, next Sunday, we're going to be here again some around 12 o'clock. And I tell you, just be ready because it's going to get even better. So, again, thank you for, for viewing in, listening in to uh, the God that you don't know today. Again, I'm Apostle and Pastor David Hassmith, and you're here also with co-hosts. Uh, prophetess and, and co-pastor Michelle Hasmith and we just pray God blessings be yours. This is who I am. This is what I